You know, you gotta relax. Just drinking my coffee. Just drinking my coffee. Maybe you should ease off the coffee, man. Coffee. We're going into Turkey. the holidays, and I'm gonna. I'm telling you right now. You know now, what I'm looking forward to? You ready? I got. It. Go. Okay. Homemade ginger snap and bacon crusted pumpkin cream cheese. My neighbor made it last year. He's going to make it this year. Oh, baby, it's so good. That is the longest description of a food item for Thanksgiving I've ever heard. Just ginger snap and bacon-crusted anything has got to be glorious. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a couple of days before Thanksgiving. We're sitting here in Holtzlaw's office. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about a lot of different things, but I still think Holtzlaw's a little stressed right now. What's, what's the stress all about? I'm not stressed. At what? I, you, I look stressed. There you go. See? You raised your voice. I'm stressed. not stressed at all. Why do you think I'm stressed? Well, there's been a lot going on, but it's good. It's, you guys at work? Yeah. Good I've friends. had a couple of stressful weeks. I lost a lot of data on my computer. Oh, man. This oh, is bad. Yeah. Bad news. But, hey, Jesus is the Lord. We'll get through it. We'll navigate it. Are you ready to go on this podcast, sir? I'm ready. We're just doing, like, quick tips for Thanksgiving weekend. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. All right. So, are you ready? Actually, I... I want to talk a little bit about this. No, you're ruining my transition thing. See, then I go, are you ready? And then you say, yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then I drop in our little theme music, and then you jump in. You totally ruined it. Okay, you ready? Are I'm you ready. ready? I'm ready. Is that what I'm supposed to say? All right, let's begin. <laughs> From Northern Seminary, in partnership with Missio Alliance, this is Theology on Mission, the podcast exploring God and integrating faith and life. Here are your hosts, Jeff Holsclaw and David Fitch. Hey, everybody. Two or three days. is It's three days before Thanksgiving here at uh, Northern Seminary, live in the Griffith Conference office of Jeff Holsclaw. Dude, we're just in my office. There's no Griffith Conference anything about this thing, just because I got three chairs. I wish it was Griffith Conference Room. You changed our location. You screwed up the vibe and the mojo. (laughs) Now we're downstairs in my office. Yeah, and and things keep getting worse because you keep moving us to new and and more cramped quarters. Where are we going to go next time? Your closet? What's going to (laughs) happen? Outside in the cold? It's cold in Chicago now. Hello. But let's talk a little bit about the uh, angst of Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be a joyous time. Time when we're giving thanks uh, to God for all he's given to us. It has its history and a rather uh, um, negative part. Well, depending on who you are and where you come from, the landing of the pilgrims and Thanksgiving and all those uh, colonialist relationships are somewhat mm-hmm. from the past. But can we can we not deal with the sociopolitical realities here for just one podcast? So you actually don't want to analyze the psychological history and ideological structures of something? You just want to be practical? This is a first. <laughs> Put it on the calendar. But folks, uh, Thanksgiving. You're going home for Thanksgiving. There's been a lot of division in the land. Uh, it comes from various places. Most obviously these days, the most recent national election, it has divided a lot of families. But there's also all kinds of other things going on. Various disappointments in one's family, various struggles uh, and divisions. And we, we head home and we sit around a table and there is some struggle here. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. But you got a short survival guide for Thanksgiving for us, don't you? No, I don't really. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to spin it. I know, but I don't have a, uh, a, a three steps, title at that. A three steps to Thanksgiving going well kind of thing. Oh, that would be so sweet. I'm still calling it that. But but the first thing I want to talk about 
is the table. And uh, you know that this is a big, near and dear subject to my heart. Uh, and here we are. Here we have this opportunity, extraordinary opportunity, to sit around with a family around a table. Or friends or neighbors. Friends, strangers. neighbors. But, you know, that's even better. A bigger, broader family. When you sit around a table, the first thing I want to say is, can we recognize that the presence of Christ is there? Now, this, <laughs> I don't know where you go for Thanksgiving, but this, folks. Going to my neighbors, I'll tell you about it in a sec. Has become a lost art. And even if you're going to, say, someone's home to be a guest in someone who maybe is not a believer, we can still practice the presence of Christ at the table. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. So Jesus's table hospitality was a, a staple of his entire ministry, even if, you know, uh, not, so we're not talking exclusively of the Eucharist, but just he ate with tax collectors and sinners. He was known to be uh, like hanging out with the wrong types of people. And so Jesus's table fellowship is something that Christians should adopt also. And so even if it's not a Eucharistic table, even if it's not a table full of believers, it's still the table of Jesus, even if you're with strangers. Right. And and so you, you might all be with Christians and frankly, we should practice all being present to Christ and to one another and, and Christ's work in one another's lives around the table. But let's just say we're in either a family or uh, with people who are not believers, I still believe we can sit together and take a posture of listening to the other person. I don't mean listening. It's become very fashionable to say, hey, you need to listen. Everybody needs to listen. Listen, listen, listen. No, I mean actually a posture in your soul of tending to what the Holy Spirit's doing around this table. Don't talk about yourself. Make a few jokes, but get beyond that. And now listen, focus on the other person around the table. What is going on in your life? We're here at Thanksgiving. The family is together. Let's connect. Let's listen to one another. Let's ask how God's working in our lives. Amen. Amen. So being present to other people, just practicing friendship and hospitality. Yeah. And Doesn't so, sound by too the hard. way, Thanksgiving is, is the English word for Eucharist. Eucharist is the Latin word for Thanksgiving. Amen. And so, so really there is a practice of the table here where the presence of Christ will be. So you're saying Christians should take back Thanksgiving for the Eucharist? Oh, man, that's got a ring to it. (laughs) Now, that's the big table. A lot of times during the evening or the day, you know, the football game goes on at some time during the evening. But but you might have a chance to go and sit and have a cup of coffee or what are they, a hot apple cider or whatever is on the the menu for for a drink. Uh, Hopefully nothing... Risque, like alcohol. But uh, anyways, what? well, unless whatever, it's home brewed and you're what, a hipster, right? Whatever it might be, I think there's times during out during the day when you can be present with other people in your family. Have a moment where you can share life. And again, it doesn't have to be weird. You don't have to sit down at a table and go, "Oh, uh, how are you today? Tell me about your life." No, just sit there, be present, and open up the space to be heard and to hear somebody and what's going on in their lives. I think you might be surprised. Absolutely. I think some of the most powerful things you could say over this weekend is, oh, hey, tell me more about that. Rather than just, you know, someone share something, you just roll right on to the next thing. So so that's my first tip. If I got a tip, uh, it's the first tip. Uh, go be present All right, on the tables of Thanksgiving. What's my tip number tip two? would be there's this, there's this posture of submission uh, around the table. And uh, if there is a 
uh, major disagreement going on between you and another family member or someone very close to you sitting around that table. Uh, my suggestion is, okay, and in some respect this is a practical suggestion, but uh, I feel like I should, instead of making, let's say, let's say I'm going to be with a family that voted for somebody I did not vote for and have strong feelings against from this election, and it mm-hmm. has turned into a family feud. Okay, can I say that instead of you know, brewing up that feud all over again, think about the other person and what's driving them to make such a big issue out of this vote, this presidential candidate. What's driving them? And try to get behind the actual issue that's out in the open and try to find something that you can start with in terms of agreeing on and see where the opening might lead to some fellowship, some mutuality, maybe even some mutual reconciliation, forgiveness, and healing in that moment around the table this weekend called Thanksgiving. Have you, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever have you ever had a moment? You know, we can't talk about our own families because we haven't got permission to talk about <laughs> our own families. But um, this is a really hard thing to do. How can you find some common ground, something you can affirm together, something you could build upon, rather than just going after what you perce- might perceive as the wrong facts, uh, improper data, uh, wrong kind of construal, or you know. Uh, bad values, right? We want to like latch on to all these things, but can we find the thing that's like three layers deeper, that motivation that we can sympathize with, that we can understand and identify with. And even though we see the results differently, can we find that kind of nugget that's core to the person and build off of that rather than engaging in the antagonisms, as you would always say on the superficial level of you know, she said, he said, politician, news outlet, you know, outlet said this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, let's let's ask a question like, okay, what? Uh, I remember um, a couple of conflicts at Life in the Vine back when I was one of the pastors. No. Oh, yeah. True story. A lot of them. And uh, I just remember that we got into a really uh, esoteric argument over ecology and creation care uh, someone had accused me of uh, having an agenda from the pulpit in that regard, which, frankly, I did not. But I found out the issue wasn't really that. Mm-hmm. The issue was, I don't have a voice in this church. I am marginalized. And and once I heard that, I go, oh, yeah. I Not only do I s- sympathize and can relate to that, I see it happening. How can I join in with you? And and make that better. So I just I'm just asking uh, everybody to not go in and make war around the table, you know, try to win an argument. I'm going into this Thanksgiving to win at all costs. Open up space and relax and chill and let Jesus do the work of reconciling the world to Himself, and that includes all the relationships around the table. Now you said I had to have three tips, right? Amen. Yeah. Well, you got to have three and a poem. But you know, if you don't have the poem, I'll let it slide. Yeah, so my last tip is is really um, submit. Submit around the table. Okay, you know how um, I, I believe, um, okay, this is, I wish I did this better, frankly, than I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm advocating something. Preaching to yourself. And I need to work better at myself. But when you ask forgiveness from someone else, 
it opens up space for the Holy Spirit to work. When you submit and say, I'm so sorry, you know what? I repent for doing what I did, and I ask your forgiveness. And I just want to say, I want us to be in this together. What's God doing in this whole conflict, this whole mess that you and I have been discussing and dividing our family? Forgive me. And then you might see a whole new set of dynamics open up for the kingdom Mm. of God. Mm -hmm. So my third suggestion is submit, go first, seek forgiveness, repent of sin, and ask forgiveness first and open up the pathway. Even though, hey, I know I'm right. This is all unjust. This person, this person wronged me. I guarantee you there's something you can ask forgiveness on sincerely and God will work in your life and will work in that situation. So be present around the table. Listen, receive others. Number one, uh, find a common ground, dig deeper to the core issues that people are bringing and whatever they may be, uh, but especially in conflicts. And three, submit or confess uh, and see how God might use that as an open door to bring some uh, peace around the table. So these are three things that we can do as believers, as followers of Christ to bring Christ into the houses, the situations we might find ourselves in. That doesn't mean go preach the gospel, tell people they're going to hell. And these are three ways to be saved, but rather we're bringing Christ in through seeking reconciliations, through seeking peace, through being present and saying, how are you going? How are you doing with that? And not running from the issues. I know you wanted this to be a short podcast, but can we go one more layer here? Is this the poem? I'm going to test. I'm going to test your uh, skills, biblical studies, scripture skills. All right. Okay. So the first one, I believe Jesus is present. I believe that is uh, an example of, I mean, that is how he carries himself again and again and again. He goes and be be in his present around the table to Zacchaeus. He doesn't, he go, when the woman is caught in adultery in John chapter eight, he is there present, not getting ready to stone her, not ready to win. He's present with her and what's going on with her. Okay. So I think that's a pretty, I think you can find countless numbers of examples of, of not only Jesus, but Paul leading by being present with his adversaries, with the struggles, with the conflicts. But what about number two? Because I do believe the seeking the point of agreement um, is a tactic that uh, we are following Christ in. In other words, we're not agreeing with everything, but we are seeking a common ground to understand what's going. Can you, is there an example out there that uh, you can think of? On that one? From Scripture? Is it like bearing with the weaker brother? Is this uh, contentious issues or things like that? Those You're not doing a good job. Uh, well, do you have one in mind? Gone, you must have gone to the wrong seminar. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but can you give us uh, some example from the life of Jesus, from Paul? Well, I think Paul, and this kind of goes into your third one, but, but Paul, you know, in Philippians 2, the, the Christ hymn, he talks about, well, while Jesus, in a sense, had the right or had the opportunity to, you know, grasp onto his very identity as God. He did not do that, but rather made himself less for our benefit. And Paul does this quite a bit is he doesn't take the rights of the apostles uh, to have an income and, uh, and to be even honored or to even be obeyed outright. He's always trying to persuade and convince and be, and be present. His whole ministry is one of presence. And so I think that that's, that's one of those things where, you know, even if your argument is right, even if your facts are more sound, 
not just laying those hammers on top of people, but rather trying to dig underneath the surface to the more important relational and emotional connections is something I think Paul did all the time. It's something Jesus well, did this all is the time. What, this is what he was saying, uh, the eating meat offered idols, uh, take care for the weaker brother or right. sister. What was that text again? I'm... That's in, um, I think, Romans 13, but it's also in 1st or 2nd Corinthians. It's one of the Corinthians then Boy, for the meat sacrifice. Folks, he went to Trinity. <laughs> okay. Anyways, the third one, submit and seek forgiveness. Like, okay, so I think of Jesus. I'm just going to cut out this whole section anyways because I edit these podcasts, so. You're gonna. You're not gonna let people see <laughs> some of your weaknesses when it comes to scripture, especially not Scott McKnight. I'm an Enneagram come. three. I got to achieve and put oh, the best face forward. So here we go. Evidently, I'm an eight, and I never took the test. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, folks, um, uh, when Jesus is around the table, he's he's submitting himself when he, of course, um, uh, takes it upon himself to wash the disciples' feet. He takes the posture of servant of submission now he never confessed sin around uh the table that would have uh but he associated with sin he was yeah. willing to be called a sinner and so uh but i think that posture of submitting myself saying i seek your forgiveness going to the other person i think that's a regular part of jesus teaching and uh i think therefore we can say about all three of these uh let's call them steps or tips for Thanksgiving, that they're all modes of following Jesus. Amen. I think I'm going to call them survival guides. Okay, go ahead and do that. You're the, you're the man. With the, uh, all right. Whatever. Well, this is uh, our three survival guide tips for uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. so that we can make Thanksgiving great again uh, for Christians, for the Eucharist, I mean. Thanksgiving please, is a national holiday. Please it? bear with my terrible jokes. Hey. I mean, one of the interesting things, okay, I was going to go off on a little thing about how Thanksgiving, uh, we don't know who we're giving Thanksgiving to because this is an American holiday and you can't say anything about God in the public. You know, the God of Jesus Christ, the God of Israel, who are you giving Thanksgiving to? It's a national holiday, but we as Christians can give thanks to God and use this holiday uh, for a time of following Christ at all our tables this Thanksgiving. All right. Well, that was amazing. I mean, Dave did promise not to be all ideological or theological, but he just did it. But that was good stuff. So we're going to end it there. Be thankful. Know whom you're giving thanks to. Did I use who or whom properly in that sentence? I don't know. You grew up in California. So know to whom you're giving thanks and let us all celebrate the Eucharist, body and blood of Christ, who makes us into one body. This Thanksgiving. Until uh, post-Thanksgiving podcast, folks, it's over and out. God bless you. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. This and you could, you could, you could uh, uh, express your thanks for this podcast by sending us reviews on iTunes and by subscribing. You see what I did there? That was totally self-serving. But until next time, uh, reviews, subscribe to the podcast. Dave Fitch is rolling his eyes. We are over and out. See you next time.